right, Thingeteers, we're back at it for another week of stuff. And things. Many things, including, we're starting with, the thing lines. Ah, uh, yes, the, the greatest let's talk on the internet decides to call their breakdown of the last two weeks tonight, the thing lines. I win. We've Dude. got thing lines and entertainment. In fact, that's all this episode is, thing lines and entertainment. Know that I'm dying on the inside, guys. This is rough. No, you know what's rough? Jack Black retiring from acting. No. To focus on another Tenacious D album. Yay! Let me just talk about how much I love. Oh, I can never get enough of the D. Sometimes I like the D before I go to bed. Sometimes I like the D when I wake up in the morning. Sometimes I like the D while I take a shower. Sometimes I like the D just cuz. Good. Good to get the D on the way to work. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I couldn't do it. I tried. <laughs> there it is. My episode break. <laughs> so, guys, I'm really, I'm, I'm upset that I don't get to see Jack Black's face. But at the same time, we still have his YouTube channel. So I'm not totally mad about that. That he's actually uploading to often? Yes. And I'm not mad about it. If K you have KG makes appearances? Yeah. So I'm excited for a new Tenacious D album because, like, obviously, like, between, like, their music plus, you know, Tenacious D and Destiny and just all the glorious things he's done music-wise, I'm ready for more. It'll be a good good way to start 2020. So have you seen the Tenacious D? I've never had HBO. I was too poor for it. So short answer, no. Gotcha. So let me ask you a quick question. Quick answer. Do you know who plays the devil for Tenacious D? Dave Grohl. Do you know who plays the drums for Tenacious D? Dave Will. Good. I know things. I'm glad you know things. Yes. Like, I love Tenacious D, so I know some things. I'm sorry I'm poor. Like, it's on mine. You have the internet. <laughs> but I'm lazy. It takes more than two clicks. Not when you have friends. Okay, well, that's my first problem. <laughs> Moving on, then speaking of friends, a bunch of friends are coming back together for the movie. Yes! Johnny Knoxville, Dave Morgera, Steve-O in the gang. Minus one, of course. Well, I mean, Ryan Dunn's dead. May he rest in peace. Actually, okay, so Ryan Dunn and Paul Walker died around the same time, and I was far more devastated about Ryan Dunn dying because Jackass has been with since my prepubescent years. Watching it late night on MTV and then actually going to go see Jackass the movie with my dad. <laughs> like, like, and let me put, like, I was probably 11. Mm -hmm. I was not, like, not in any, in all shape. Me, my dad, my brother, and my sister, who was maybe seven. No, she was six at the time. All went to go see Jackass <laughs> in the theaters. Counter judged my dad so hard. But... It's still one of my favorite. And then, like, once I'm flying out, my dad's just like, what did I do? <laughs> so It was great. I saw Jackass 3D in theater. Well, I saw it two days after. That was in one of the 3D. I did see it in 3D. I had to see it in 3D. I, so I kind of regretted it at some points. Oh, like the, the poop thing or like the, the dildos flying at you? The dicks. Yeah, the dicks. Just the dicks, like at the poop you? didn't bug, bug me. And oh, that one. Kids. Oh, no, thank you. The dicks and Nope, they blasted off for a minute. <laughs> see, you can do that. For me, 3D doesn't work. So, like, I went to go see it in 3D, but it wasn't really 3D for me. And just 
3D plus my eyes just equals no bueno. I already can't see. First 3D yourself. That is not. Mine was actually Spy Kids 3D. So you can feel really sorry for me. No, I just... <laughs> that works too. So, has it really officially been actually going to be in the movie, probably aside from Johnny Knoxville? I really hope they bring back Preston because he is my favorite. Of course, I feel like, you know, Wee Man's going to be in on this too. Possibly. I think they're just doing this to get to that 500 million growth. Because they're at four now. They're this could so easily close. make 13, 14 million. Yeah, it'll set them over the edge. Don't push me because I am. From one group of jackasses to another. PewDiePie is taking a hiatus from YouTube. Dun, dun, dun. What is YouTube going to do? They've already lost Ninja, who, fun fact, I apparently went to high school with. Never knew him. I think I asked him out to a dance once. I didn't know Ninja was on YouTube. I thought he was on Twitch. Well, he did Twitch, but he had YouTube. He had uploads to YouTube. Yeah. So. I don't know. I never watch him. I don't watch Forkknife. I don't don't watch Forkknife either. But it's just a a fun, mind-blowing factoid. Um, So yeah, PewDiePie decided to take a break and make sure that he's taking care of himself and practicing good self-care by taking a hiatus from YouTube. Dude's tired. I don't blame him. I don't either. His name's been embroiled in so many controversies that it's yeah and cnn never fails to bring them so in upon reporting this so there's been a lot of, like misreports on pewdiepie taking a break from youtube a lot of like news networks and inter like internet like news lines and would all... you say it's fake news we're not gonna... fake news <laughs> no we're not going there so a lot of them have been misreporting that like he's quitting youtube forever right everyone's being so dramatic pewdiepie quits youtube says he's done with youtube so like i have to like kind of give credit where credit is due to cnn where he's like no break like you know it's it's a it's a big thing when a major creator like or even like mark flyer jack sepikai you know like those big names on the channel mr b steven you know they take a break because you're so used to daily content from them and cnn's like no he's just taking a break but they didn't miss the opportunity to bring back all those controversies so it's like, this not. is what's going on, and this is everything he's done. So here's, like, his laundry list of things that, like, we are supposed to hate PewDiePie, PewDiePie for. When, guys, he's just a guy. He's not any of the things these controversies are. They're no. his subscribers. They're his watchers. They're his followers. They're random people who want to be in on the memes screaming or shooting people. It's not PewDiePie. It's not like, he doesn't do, like, like, yeah, he made... <laughs> He made some bad decisions by maybe paying some people that would write anything on signs, but like he has since, you know, apologized for that. And maybe some of like his like older content, but like, you know, and like we'll go back to like cancel culture. We've talked about it a few times on this channel where like people are so quick to pull up things that were like edgy and like we also all laughed at. We can't forget that we're just exactly. as guilty as we used to laugh at racist jokes and sexist jokes and unfortunately like anti-semitic jokes like like there's a reason those just jokes exist and it because it invoked a reaction in some type of positive light before we were like hey that's fucked up but now that it is fucked up people back and like trying to cancel everybody from it and he is no exception to that rule i think it is it's it was fucked up then too it was fucked up it's the fact that pete that and i hate to put i I really don't want to play but there's really no other way to do it pc culture has permanent into everything right instead of being the minority maybe you shouldn't say that as the generation below us 
has gotten older that's culture. The reason I say the generation below us is because we may have started it. We were able to understand the joke as a joke. Right. There's a we fine line to, that we worked on. And like even we were, like Dave we, Chappelle was like a like yeah. a good example of that too, like, where he would cross that line, but it was like we know it's a joke. Yeah, you would know it's a joke even if it crossed the line, you just take it with humor. Humor now is being taken to an extreme viewpoint by so many people that it's if they don't like the way certain comedians act, it's it's all over. Basically. And it's not excusing some of the comedian and i'm not trying to dumb things that have definitely a lot like okay but that's he he crossed the line in a different way not necessarily right not in not in his but regardless that's where cancel culture can have its thing but when it comes to the words and people's mouth understand people do change too over the 10 15 20 years yeah so think about it so like we're rounding out a decade right well, we are... next year rounds out the decade, but sure. Well, okay, so we're yeah, not going to get into your technical. I'm, no, I'm going into God this. damn it. Sorry, guys. Here we go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because... Come on, I want to... We had a year zero BC, correct? Was there a year zero AD? No, it started at one. That is the first year <laughs> of the decade. No. <laughs> it does not run zero to zero in the scale of things to that because the decade didn't start in zero BC. Decade for first decade of Jesus's life in the way it's written in the way apparently we measure time was 1 BC or 180. I finally found my way to technically be right. <laughs> I hate this. Guys, don't get into an argument about time with the Jew apparently because, oh wait, I, I might get canceled for that. I'm sorry. He's right here, guys. Don't don't come at me. But no, so, no I'm not saying it because I will get canceled. Yeah, let's not. But so I'm going to ignore his technicality in everyone's layman layman understanding. We're rounding out a decade, and I need like it's a time of reflection. And I'm thinking about what I was doing ten years ago versus now, and like I've grown a lot as a person. There are things that I don't say or do i've I've changed just to like you know be more conscious but if you were to like dig into the archives thankfully i didn't post my ideas on it but like people that knew me back then it's like i said well, not okay it would make the racist jokes we had like your mom's fat jokes you can't joke about being fat anymore because lizzo and like and yep. you know you can't make any type of racist jokes and like people used to you know we would joke and like bean dip on like it's just like this like, you know and times have changed and like i'm not saying that times of changing is necessarily a bad thing it's very important that we grow and evolve you know but we can't we can't be hypocritical about that because at the end of the day we all those pieces of shit and yeah we've gotten better and great don't take it out on people well, that just happen to have a spotlight on them and also understand that as we grow as a culture we can't just erase those things from our culture either no, like, Germany's a to... perfect example anti-Semitism something that PewDiePie had done. Germany is very, like, upfront and open and educated on everything that happened in the Holocaust. They don't hide it, unlike us or and, like, the internment camps. We're not supposed to be talking about this kind of stuff, but, like, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it is. And that's, yeah, unfortunately, this turns into a conversation like this. Right. But it's just that, is that people want to sit there and talk about cancel culture. Let these people Mistakes instead of knocking them. Again, good on PewDiePie for taking a break because it gets him away from the bullshit. Yeah. 
the he's bullshit had that his name brings in the conversation like it just did this one. Yeah, this wasn't even, like, I wasn't ready for it to go here, but it just so happened, happened that because way. It, this is what happens when yeah. the conversations go into this weird thing because of he's a... Right, and I mean, even with the whole, like, T-Series versus PewDiePie thing, like, I mean, I was definitely on Team PewDiePie, and, like, I had subscribed to him. I've since unsubscribed because I don't watch his content. And, like, I'm just being honest. Like, I've seen PewDiePie videos, and I like watching in things, but I haven't, like, actively, like, gone through, like, his archives. Like, I have, like, a lot of other YouTubers, right? And, like, but when it was PewDiePie versus T-Series, I was all Team Pewds. I was part of the meme. Hashtag subscribe to PewDiePie. You know, I didn't need to go and shoot up something to get the point across. Right. You know, but, like, it was a meme, and it was fun. And that's why, like, I'm salty with the YouTubers. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> so, like, he is polarizing because you had the subscribe to PewDiePie and also PewDiePie, and they were trending almost every day mm -hmm. for weeks. It was a race. The only thing I knew PewDiePie from, other than just maybe a name, was South Park. Oh, yeah, because he did do a South Park thing. I just, I don't watch PewDiePie's content wasn't me. But we'll move on from talking about PewDiePie because we don't know where that conversation is going to yeah, we should probably stop while we're ahead, question and mark. Talk about everybody's favorite wintertime. Cool. It's festive. There's lots of sweets. There's food. Families around. There's singing. There's laughing. There's drinking. And talking about the stupid tree. Let's talk about Hanukkah. First. Oh, so tying back to the whole Jew thing. Disney <laughs> has introduced their first Jewish friend. Yay. It's about time. And she's cute, guys. She even has some pretty wide hips, which I'm like. And no, she doesn't come in a movie or anything. It's Disney Juniors in the Disney show, Lena of Avalar. The princess gets stranded. Her name is Elena. No, sorry. Her name is Rebecca. Yeah. Elena of Avalar is the show. I'm sorry. Kind of messed myself up there. It's okay. Okay. So, for Hanukkah, Disney did this. Rebecca and her family shipwrecked on the coast of the kingdom. Upset they can't celebrate Hanukkah. And Disney teaches you about Hanukkah. A la Rugrats. Who <laughs> did it, like, almost 30 years ago. I remember that Rugrats episode. That was a solid one. And now here I am, getting to enjoy, you know, all the great fruit, all the great food that comes with is one of my favorite times of the year. Hanging out with this guy over here is all of the Jewish holidays. There, the food is great. It's always a fun time. We've got dreidels to spin. I've learned a lot. So I'm I'm giving kudos to Disney to do and using this as an opportunity to educate on outside of Mickey Mouse Christmas. <laughs> right. So enough secular religious holidays. That's all I wanted to say on that. We're going to talk about our meme lord, Elon. Praise be to Elon Musk. And on top of a bunch of other things coming to Tesla's new update, I wanted to talk about to ultimately be the newest meme when it comes to PC gaming. And what is that, Corey? So for years, the question was always asked, can it run Doom? Right. You had them do calculators. You had them... All these random things, right? Mm -hmm. Even cameras. Digital cameras can run Doom. Isn't that great? Well, Elon's doing one better. 
Teslas can play Stardew Valley. And I don't know if you Thingateers know this, but Corey and I are actually very fond of Stardew Valley. And we've actually done like, we, we tried to do some, you know, some playthroughs together, but thankfully with the new updates, we should be a little more successful in that. So it's all the more reason why I should probably just bite the Tesla. Maybe a Cybertruck. Do you think Cybertruck can run Stardew? Probably. It, it's going to have the new software, so I would imagine as much. I mean, and it's actually pretty nice because Stardew just got a new update that brought a bunch of new crap to it, and new endgame content, and new building stuff. And, and new heart quests and for new, your spouses. And, and, and crops. Harvestable. Caviar. Ooh. From fish farms that you can have on your property. Oh, we can have fish farms? Damn time. So say I'll probably be jumping back into the Stardew, which was my most played Switch game of 2019. Mine was actually Mario Odyssey, and it's 16 moves away from printing it. Yeah, I actually looked at my Switch stats today. Oh, see, there we go, guys. Here's some real homework for you. Let's go back to our Switch stats and look at the past year and see what we've done. What really captured our... Was it Smash? Was it Pokemon? Was it Stardew? Mine was Stardew. Mine was Mario Odyssey. 487 hours. Oh my god, where do you even get that kind of time? Playing it. I mean, I brought it to work and I would play it like in my car break and I guarantee you I'm near that number. You don't understand how much I love that, how much I enjoy that game and how much I still will jump back and play it. I haven't played it in like two months. I haven't played it in a hot minute. I did everything I want to start a new So, just the update, I'll probably jump back and do things a little differently. And speaking of video games, Pokemon's gonna be suing. Oh no, Nintendo Senpai's coming for asses. The Pokemon Company has been given legal permission to pursue the Sword and Shield leakers. So, hide your kids, hide your wife. Sue them all night. <laughs> I mean, I can see why, because this was like a a, a major Pokemon release. Because, like, I mean, like we've had. Pokemon Pokemon, like, let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee, which are just basically, you know, they're not, I don't know how to explain this, because I don't Pokemon, but, like, I understand why they'd be so butthurt about it, but I think well, it's a little much. but we always get leaks. Pokemon's always got leaks. There was leaks with Sun and Moon, leaks with X and Black 2, White 2, there's always leaks with reason they're upset about it is because it did ultimately hurt sales, because the things that were leaked were all things like about weren't going to like or weren't hardcore Pokemon fans probably right so it was enough to like turn them off because had they not known they would have bought it and then been disappointed but they already got money. Yeah good luck to Nintendo trying to issue a subpoena to 4chan for user identity because 4chan is one percent anonymous. It's like a press for your so use it for everything. Fortune is a cesspool, but it's necessary sometimes. I mean, unless Nintendo really was going to get into like like the nitty gritty of investigation and looking up IP addresses, but then like we, you know, again talking about VPNs, I'm pretty sure if you Fortune and you know you're already on that whole anonymous, like I feel like that kind. Most likely, yes. Right. So, like, they could trace IP addresses, but it's not going to go anywhere. So, it's it's basically a scare tactic. 
they're using right now in to show that Nintendo Senpai still right. It's like we have this under control. And closing out our thing lines this week, we would be remiss. We didn't take a few to talk about the VGAs. VG games. So between episodes, not long between episodes because the last one and then this came up. This came up actually before the last episode. It was the night before, I think. Maybe. Either way. It anyway, was... it was about two weeks ago that the VGAs aired on Twitch, Jeff Keighley's annual video game highlight show. We're not going to go through every single one because, one, that'd be boring. Two, we didn't really give a shit about every single one. We just made it a drinking game at that point. Oh, yes, and it was a glorious drinking game. And before I get to couple of the big reveals. And the first one I want to talk about. Is the refrigerator? No. Bravely Default 2. Yeah, you seemed very, very happy. I am very excited. Bravely Default is a very underappreciated game. Not many people really have played it. Even on the resale market, that game's between 50, 60 bucks still. That's impressive. And that's without a box. Because, I mean, I've ne- I know I've never heard of it. I have no idea what you're talking about. But, like, you were so gung-ho. You're like, oh, my God. I'm like, it's... what is this? Because I'm a, I'm a filthy so, casual. So. It's a JRPG. I mean, the best way to put it is a job class JRPG, Square Enix. It was a brand new IP made exclusively for PS, And it's pretty much stayed that way. It's Nintendo's. Because they didn't release Bravely Second on anything either, which was the follow-up to And now there's Bradley too. So I'm excited. It's going to be fun. The art's adorable. Got very cool for my weeaboo heart. Oh, you, you weeb. And it comes next year. It's a day one buy. God, I got a couple of games that are coming next year that are day one buys. <sighs> my wallet's going to hurt in 2020. Some other things that were announced. We got our first look at a PS5 game. Yeah. Which looked weird. It was interesting. Yeah. I, I think question mark, because I mean it's 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 a PS5 game and we, we have stuff for that, which is I mean it's also coming to PC though. So it's not truly a PS5 game. It's just that PS5 can run it. Good for them. Right. Um, Speaking of, like, running things and PlayStations, I, I, you, we need to talk about Xbox. We will. Like, okay. Yeah, we will, because, yeah. So. (laughs) Alright, I'm just, I'm gonna get this out of the way now. The new Xbox that they showed off, the Xbox Series X. Is a fucking computer with that plugs into your TV. Good luck putting it on consoles. Good luck putting it near your TV. It's going to be too big. It can lay on its side, but then aesthetically speaking, the X is going the wrong fucking. Oh, that would drive me nuts. And it won't. It apparently doesn't turn. And it's already going to be too long to fit on your standard television console. But apparently, that's just one series. That's just one of the new lines of the new generation of Xbox called Xbox. 
Guys, we got That's an Xbox right. sandwich. We've come full circle because Microsoft doesn't know how to name shit. Wait, you mean to say we've gone full circle with a box? We've gone full square. We've gone full square. Oh, we've shit. circled the square. Oh, no. <laughs> See, and that's about what Xbox's naming is. So you got the Xbox. The Xbox 360, which I understand. Because they had the ring. The ring, four-player connectivity, all wireless, 360 degrees. I get it. Yeah. It makes sense. The console could run wirelessly. There were a lot of 360 degrees to play. I get it. It mm -hmm. makes sense. And then they added the connect with the motion control. Added more to it. Right. Xbox One. No, this is Xbox Three. Yeah, this is the third one. You don't get back at one. But let's not even go with Xbox One. Let's go with Xbox One S, Xbox One X, Xbox One E. See, and then they started pulling the iPhone. <laughs> By the way, the Xbox One S, Xbox One X, Xbox One E. S E X. So now you have the now you have Xbox Series X or the Xbox Sex. Sex box. I really want them to name my next child. Maybe your next child. Maybe Microsoft could have taken a page from Sony. And just... One, two, three, four, coming, five. Or they could have even gone with Nintendo and given some reasoning to their naming. Like, let's be honest here. Xbox PC. would have been the perfect name for this. Exactly. It is. You know what the code name was for the Xbox One? Hmm. The Scorpio. That's kind of badass, though. Xbox Scorpio. Sounds like a good console name to me. Right. I'd Even buy though Scorpio. it's weaker than the PS5 by the PS4 by their own admittance. Yep. They, they've they gone on record saying mm -hmm. that PS4 is a superior console. Project Scarlet is the new generation coming out. Why couldn't it just been the Xbox Scarlet? And like maybe make it red and then it would make sense. Or have a red have red accents with green. Yeah. I'm sure. It's maybe Christmassy colors, but it would still make sense. See, but at this point though, like, I mean, if that they might have given you the the rgb and just like had full color control of it because that really would have made it look that much better because it's like okay green and i understand that that is like the color that you can see but for the rest of us colored people like like your colored vision RGB. people like but they've already basically given someone a pc this is microsoft's buy a pc fucks kind of sort we're of begging I mean, you at this especially point. since xbox is the architecture always has been always will be do you Xbox's development original, hmm. the Direct Xbox. You know what Direct X is? <laughs> Direct cross to the internet. Direct X is what runs all of your gaming applications. On huh. Hmm. The more you know. Originally had a built-in drive to it. PC. System architecture ran a version of Windows Vista, like a PC. See, well, and it's the thing though. It's like that's what Microsoft is. Microsoft has and always will be computers. A software company. It's a software company. It's it's computers. Like that is their MO that started them. They just so happened to stumble into the console race because no, like, that was Bill Gates saying he was tired of that was all yeah. Bill Gates's this stuff sells. Right. People game on PC. People don't game on PC. What if we could have everybody game with Microsoft? And right. that's how it came about. Well right, but either way, like it's still like it's still like a very PC-minded thing. It is, especially since I can open up the taskbar right now and I have my Xbox pre-installed Windows. I know. I don't even have an Xbox, and I've got it on mine, too. I can access Xbox Live on my Windows. So, it's like, you know, they've been begging us for 
to just move over to PC because at the end of the day, like that's what this nudge is. Is here is PC. Just just get to it. Just go. Be free. I just <sighs> So now that we've gotten that off our chest, let's let's finish up with some other key highlights of the BGA. Ikumi Nakamura popped back up for the first time since Buddy. She is so cute. I just, she needs to be protected at all costs. She is the sweetest thing. I am such a sucker for her. <laughs> like, she was, yeah, she was nice to see. Grimes made an appearance. Yes. And I also... Green Day played, yeah. like, three songs. And they weren't even, like, good. the good ones. Yeah, well, I they played one good song. The first song they played was pretty good. The, the first song they played was solid, but at the same time, it was the best out of three, but also not the Green Day that I listened to. Like, it's the era of Green Day I grew up listening to. I, I mean, like, I love the Dookie album, like, don't get me wrong, but it's it's just, like, that was my least favorite song on that album. I mean, same, but compared so, the rest of what they played. Yeah, com- again, but that's like, compared to the rest of what they played. And I, I do want to talk about, I want to talk about Reggie. Because, of course, our boy Reggie was there. Yes. And, you know, this is, like, his first major things, you know, giving in to Lord Bowser. Well, well no, yeah. it's not, because well, he's been making a lot of at universities, giving speeches, doing motivational speeches, spending time doing a lot of other ambassador work dating. Okay, well, This I, is his first I mean, appearance in the since he's retired. Okay, so, big in gaming, because he's still very much an actor. So, I apologize. You are right. Um... But I absolutely adore. You know, you can't name a bad Reggie speech. You just can't do it. Like he, he is, keeps his attendance. Yep, he is the bestest boy. So he he is a good boy, and I loved we that. <laughs> we don't deserve Reggie. We don't. He's he's too good for us. And I just I loved his speech on indie indie game developers and indie games because he's right. Like indie games like make up so much. Like we were ranting about Stardew Valley and how you know how many hours Corey has put into it, and that's an indie game. Like, I do like that he had to name drop. He did. He still but, is like, you know, you know who I is. Hear him talk, I just kind of brought a little tear to my eye. It was but, very well done. Let's talk about one of my favorite moments. Oh? The Muppets. <gasps> Beaker! I really want that. I, I, want, I want Beaker as a DLC for Untitled game. Or just give me Untitled Beaker. Or call it beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Even better. Because Beaker, so fun fact, Beaker is my favorite Muppet character of all time. Hands down. That's because that. I am just as spassy as he is, and once I start talking fast, you can't understand what I'm saying anyway. <laughs> Unless you're Honeydew. Oh yes, I have one person that can act as my translator. So but, and they made a Goose Muppet. I loved the Goose Muppet. The Goose Muppet was a really nice touch, and Hyonk Hyonk am Goose. Hyonk Hyonk am Goose need Beaker. <laughs> so, that was nice. You got to see some Goats of uh, looks so good. I'm very excited for that one. Uh, that's gonna be... That, that might be a first day buy for me, just because I'm I'm very hype. And... You know, we got some we got some more looks into Cyberpunk uh, 2077. Got a little bit about it, yeah. So, and like, I'm very... So, this game, I mean, has already excited me for a long time. And then how much they've invested into the music of 
game because time is just all the more reason for me because like I might not play this I might just go to the dive bars to watch the music play <laughs> that's about where I'm at right now it's gonna have the <laughs> and Michelle Rodriguez and Vin Diesel were there yeah flashback to like the early that to mid like 2000s the most, that was the most awkward too. Dude, and Vin Diesel, I don't know what he's on, except for maybe steroids, because, like, dude is... Yeah, he got tired of being fat shame. Yeah, I don't know. So now he's like, look at me now. Like, Mr. Clean wishes he was... But I, I can't hate Vin Diesel, because at the end of the day, he's still such a huge nerd. Like, he he loves D&D, and, you know, he's at the end of the day, he's one of us, so it still makes sense that he's here. I'm just glad that they didn't play the new Fast trailer be the fucks right. I give or oh, I stopped giving I stopped giving fucks fast and after the third one and are they on like 12 now it's 13 how many we don't I don't even know because I don't care <laughs> same but you know what we do care about the winners we do care about the winners so let's start talking about this. we're gonna start best esports game woo League of Legends guys come on guys not hard it did beat Fortnite, which I was so happy. I was very thankful that Fortnite didn't take that W because the last thing I needed is a bunch of little teeny boppers like flossing their way to victory. Right. <laughs> Best action adventure game. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Yes. Which is fine. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Sekiro. Best indie game was Disco with I actually did not know that it. that game existed. I haven't. I didn't. I I didn't hear about it until the the VGAs. If I'm being completely it honest with the internet, also right now. won best role playing game. Yeah. So all the more like you think it'd be right up our. So <laughs> I'm actually kind of upset that it beat out. Yeah, I'm surprised that Kingdom Hearts three was. It wasn't even nominated for game of the. Year. I know, and it was like. Kingdom Hearts. It's Kingdom Hearts. It was one of like the most anticipated. Like, outside of, like, Half-Life, you know, Half-Life 3, like, Kingdom Hearts with their releases for Kingdom Hearts 3, that was a meme for a decade. Like, mm -hmm. if we're talking about decades again, and not, like, you know, Corey's decade, but just general decade, like, it's 3. Like, that's up there and relevant. That's my vapor word. Fair enough. That is my vapor word. I'll always reference. Because everybody knew Kingdom Hearts kept getting true even if they the were weird mobile too. weird mobile races yes like weird like convoluted it's like oh you need this 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 i this. mean the entire played it <laughs> i don't know right the answer to that is a no see i don't even have to say it now y'all just know anyway player's choice as they call it player's voice hmm. fire emblem go nintendo Yay, Nintendo Senpai. Best performance in a game, Mads Mikkelsen in Death Stranding. Which didn't win as many awards as I thought it would. You know, I really thought, you know what, save that for a little while. So, best VR AR game, Beat Saber. I called that one too. You did. I had a drink to that one. Maybe it's because I wanted to, but I do really want to play Beat Saber because that game just looks like so much fun. Like, let me just have lightsabers and... Like, just dance around to music, and it's going to be glorious. So, best ongoing game was Fortnite. 
Best multiplayer game is Apex Legends. Best mobile game is Call of Duty Mobile. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> Best sports game, Crash Team Racing. I'm not mad about that because CTR, man, CTR for life, playing it on my too. And just having such fun with it. I would always, I would either race with um, Coco or uh, Baby the Tiger. Those were my, those were my two. I just played as Crash, but I was also Mario Kart. I played a lot. But I mean, more I played, so than Crash. I played Mario, I played Mario Kart. Game. But that's just, you know, how things end up sometimes. I get you. So, best family game, Luigi's Mansion 3, which by the way, Nintendo anyway. Because, because there it are was all, all Nintendo, Nintendo games. <laughs> Everything was Nintendo. So either way. And that's when Lord Bowser came up. He's like, okay, so already mine, so of course I'm gonna make an appearance. Because it's like he like basically Nintendo. rigged it. So he had he had Comic come in and like just do his like super bad luck thing and it's like all games were you know nominated. So that's yes. a Mario Party one. <laughs> <laughs> Which wasn't nominated. Me. And Mario Party, in my opinion, probably way better than Ring. Well, Mario Party came out last year, not this year. <laughs> Best action game, DMC5. Yay! Love them. The proper May Cry games. Okay, let's not get into that right now. What are you talking about? I don't. I mean, I do now. Unfortunately, I got fussed at. Guys. It wasn't my fault. I was just there. I was a, I was a victim. I'm sorry. Best strategy game was Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yay, Fire Emblem! Best fighting game goes to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which is not what I would consider fighting game. What would you consider that? More of, I mean, it's a fighting game, but when you're looking at the other games on this list, Mortal Kombat, Dead or Alive Six, Samurai Showdown, Jump. We don't talk about Jump Force. That's why it didn't win. <laughs> it wasn't going to. Hey, didn't I watch a week by that anime mashup game where you could fight, have Goku fight Luffy? Oh, yeah, they did, didn't they? Stupid weebs. Hey, let's nominate it so they'll watch our show. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Ultimate's one of the biggest games at, um, at Evo. I mean, so I got Mortal it Kombat at So it was DOA 6, a game I always get at launch. Thing with Smash is it's more a party game than it is a Yeah, because you can have people like me who can't play but try their best and still have a fighting chance. But like Whereas, if I were to do DOA, I would not stand a chance. Yeah, you and I sat down all. and played fighters. Imagine no, we have played it. I'm not as bad as you think I am. Dragon Ball? Yeah, we've played it a few times. And I've won a couple of times. And I would remember because it doesn't happen often. <laughs> But, but even, like, but for me, like, I can actually play Mortal Kombat. Combat is that actual, like, fighting game that I've I've learned over the years. And the buttons never change. And the buttons never change, which is the beauty of it, is I actually still remember remember combos because it's been the same forever. So Mortal Kombat is a game that I can still play. But the rest of them, like, eh, and... Mad Smash 1. I just, compared to the other games, it's not a fighting game in that traditional sense. But, like, you still punch people and eat people and throw them. And don't forget mushrooms. And also, like, your smash balls and your ants. And then also, like, the, the mini games. And then also the map. So, yeah. <laughs> I guess, but every game has things like that. I mean, I know. I'm just... It's just, it's not what I think of when I'm thinking 
fighting game, you know? It's 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 Smash. Yeah. So Disco Elysium had the best narrative too. I guess I really do need to go find that. Apparently, the VGAs have spoken. So the best community support game was Destiny 2, and your game of the year? Sekiro. Sekiro's Shadows Die Twice. I was very surprised that it wasn't Death Stranding, because I I Watching the VGAs, I thought that Kojima was going to take D all of the above. And he took, like, nothing. Yeah, he got nothing. Well, I mean, he got, I think it was a score? They got the best, yeah, they got... I think it was... Best score in music? Yeah. And whatever Mads won for. The best acting, acting. in a video game. Yeah. So Mads. they got two. But even that, and that one goes to Mads. So Sekiro got it for best score, which, I mean, I have played the game, unsurprisingly, but this was also at my own volition, not because the universe told me no. It was just something I'm like, I'm going to wait on. And I'm, I'm very happy that, you know, not Death Stranding one game of the year, because I honestly, like a Red Dead Redemption come Spider-Man last year, and how... God of War beat it all? Yep. <laughs> God of War came out of left field and was like, Fuck you, I'm gonna take you out. People got so mad that God of War won, too, because it was console exclusive. And I'm really thinking part of that has a lot to do with Death Stranding not winning as well. Because it was a console Because last year, God of War PS4 won, and Xbox fanboys got really mad that a game they couldn't play won because... Couldn't play. Mm-hmm. No, what makes a game good isn't the amount of people that play it. It's, it's the, the game itself. the story and the actual game itself. Yeah, it's how the game is executed. It's what makes the game the game. It's the little things that the developers put in. It's the acting that goes behind it. It's the actual, like, gameplay itself. Is it an actual, like, good game to play? Does it immerse you? Does it kill your... Like, there's so much that goes into making a good game. And that's... And that's why I'm really glad that's... You mean you don't want to be immersed as a FedEx delivery man with a baby that talks to a controller? No, I don't want to play Norman Reed. I just don't. So you'd rather go around and like pretend to be a samurai and actual your proxy simulator. Oh goodness. I just fuck shit up. <laughs> no, honestly, out of all of the list, I'd rather shoot some fucking zombies. Oh, so you're you're mad that uh Resident Evil didn't get it? No, not really. It was not honestly out of all of the games on this list, what surprises me didn't get it was Smash. Yeah, yeah, with all the hype that Smash had, you know, created and everything like, that That's it. the one that surprised me, because Smash is a definite game of the year. Outer Worlds is a great game. I haven't played really any of it, other than seen some bits and pieces of it, but I know it's a great game. It's still, it's made by Obsidian, so you know it's going to be solid. They make great games. No idea about Control. No idea either. Norman Reedus Truck Simulator. Samurai Dark Souls. Shoot zombies in 3D. Those are your games. So we got, um, so we basically got, you know, Dark Souls, like, starter game at the beginning of the decade, and then we got Samurai Dark Souls at the end. So I guess that is the perfect way to wrap up a decade in gaming. Even though it's not a decade. You can die on that hill. I will. Good. Because I'm right. No. (laughs) Corey. Did you know that you can interact with our podcast on Twitter while you're sitting on the toilet, not doing anything? I mean, don't judge me. 
I might already do that. So make sure that you guys follow our Twitter so you can keep up with all of the latest twits that we release at a pop at pod thing on Twitter. Or if you have things that you would like us to talk about, or if you have any questions for us or about things we've talked about, you can contact us via our email address at a thingpod at gmail.com. And we are back with episode four of King's Game. Yay! And we get to hear Nancy react. Nancy's reacting again. Huzzah. So this week, Nuboki tells Kenta and Mizuki about a distant village, Yonkai, where the King's Game was originally played, and they start where the King's Game was originally played. They start traveling to get more info about how to end the game. On a very long train ride, we have another flashback. So, <laughs> I I love up until this point how many flashbacks we're, we're we're getting because at this point it's almost more than half of the show takes place before the show starts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's like we're starting you in the middle because we couldn't just give you the first season being the flashbacks and then the second season being this. It's like no, we're going to cram it all into one. And you don't get enough time for either. <laughs> right. So, but the idea of it being in a village is interesting to me. Right. So they said that it goes like by slips of paper. Right. Um, is how the messages from the king were spread and that it was sealed off, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And it opens up the realm of like, okay, so who or what is the king? Because we still don't know. And I thought maybe it was like some like cool ghosties or something from like another universe. Like the possibilities were endless at this point. Yes. So we're we're looking at the village and I'm like, oh, something's gonna be fun there. <laughs> and then <laughs> we get so a flashback. <laughs> the flashback. Nuboki's flashback is he deduces that the king is someone in the class. And Nami, a girl who happens to have a crush on him. Takes his advice, listens to it, and decides to give herself the order to touch the king. And so, she touches everyone in class. Rhea stands up and says she is the king. Grabs Nami's hand, makes her touch her. No text. Rhea's a badass. (laughs) So, despite touching everyone, nothing happened that night. Nabuki finds Nami, kind of comforts her, spends the day with her. And then, her punishment comes down. And she doesn't die. No, she doesn't. She gets blinded. Yeah, that was that was rough. It's like to like see someone's like reaction to like losing their vision. I think it was animated really well. It was. But I mean it's her own fault because she was stupid with her idea of I'm gonna touch the king. Like that's just dumb. Why would you do that? It like in my in my mind, I'm like, it's obviously no one in the class. Like Come on, man. Do something easy. Like, pick up a pencil. Make it easy. But no, you had to go and make it complicated. Because anime. Right. <laughs> so, as well as the punishment, she receives a text, which is a taunt from the king saying that he is in the class. But the only way you'll find them is you have to hate each other. Hate is what drives out the king. <laughs> so then, Nabuki gets an order to lose something important. 
So what does he do? He loses Nami. <laughs> I mean, he, he tries not to. He breaks everything. He, he, he turned around for one second. And she's gone. And poof, she's gone. Haven't seen her all day. Why would I think I'm doing that? And so he can't get a hold of her. He thinks about it. He starts breaking everything he owns to get the text. He calls his girlfriend, breaks up with her, finds Nami. She knocks him out. <laughs> and then just disappears. She drowns. Yep. She did. She's gone forever. Bye-bye. But not before leaving that sweet, sweet love note in the sand. Listen, Ipoki, I love you. And he's just like, that's episode four. Yeah. It was still good. It was a solid one. I like I like this episode a lot better than episode three. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we talked about it already. It, it just, there wasn't as much there. <laughs> no, episode three didn't have a whole lot. This one at least had some context of seeing that the, all the punishments are death and seeing what other ones there are aside from having to confess. Right. So we saw the confession one where she murdered, killed herself last episode. Right. Like, she didn't have to die. She just didn't want to confess anything. In this one, she went blind. Right. But I think at the end of the day, all these, all these other punishments eventually, eventually do lead to death. Like, uh, most likely. Like, that's the trend so far. And even in the flashbacks, that's what we saw too. Like, at least so far. There's just that's like you're gonna you're gonna die. Right. I mean, Welcome to the King's Game. Sorry, you're gonna die. Sorry, you're gonna die. Hello. Welcome to King's Game. Prepare to die. <laughs> <sighs> so any other thoughts on episode four? Uh, I mean, I didn't like the scene where Nabuki was destroying everything in his house. But I just like the way that it looked. It was nice and, like, edgy. It was super dark. Good lighting. Yeah, the it animation was... is pretty solid in this. I mean, still. it is. It has. It still has its moments. Yes. Because it's anime. Um, but the pieces, I could tell which pieces they spend the most time on. And I could tell that room scene was definitely one of them. So I tip my cap to them. Okay. So any idea what the King's Game is? Not a clue yet. Maybe I'll have a better better idea in the next episode. Okay. Okay. Well, with that, we'll move along. You know, Thing of Tears, it's the most wonderful time of the year. People are all coming together and celebrating something massive. And we're not talking about the fat man in the red suit today. We are talking about Star Wars. And we are talking about the latest episode of The Mandalorian, because, oh damn, Corey, was it a good one? I mean, yeah, there was a lot that happened this week. I, yeah, we had to have a full recap of what had happened up to this point, and they loaded us up with content to get us ready for the rise of Skywalker. And let's be honest, it basically means that the last three episodes were filler. Like, the exact way, other than maybe, like, you get some of the characters he met, and I maybe the fourth episode wasn't as much filler. But at least the last two were filler. But we got a heist. Which continued. Yes. <laughs> we, we, had, we had more of that, and of course we're going to be talking about it. So guys, the Mandalorian episode, The Reckoning, we got reckoned. 
We got wrecked hard. Oh yes, and I, I like I love this episode. So we should probably just jump into the nitty gritty because we have a lot to talk about today. Yes. So, so this week, Mando finally gets to see that full message that was teased by the droid last week. Basically, Grief's town overrun by the Imperials, or as they call them, imps, which I really loved. Because I, every time they say it, I'm just picturing little actual imps in Imperial guard outfits. You know, I thought the same thing, actually. <laughs> what have I become? <laughs> Here's your d and December of the week. <laughs> we, we found a way to sneak it in. <laughs> um, so, proposal is, use the child as bait. Kill the imps. If you live, keep the child. Pretty simple, right? Mando doesn't trust him. Mando goes and gets the troops. Yes, and I love... So, when I watched this episode, even even the first time, because of course this one was worth a rewatch for me, and I was not mad about it, but the first time I watched this, it actually reminded me of, like, Paper Mario, where, like, you had to go back to all your... all the towns and places you have been to see your friends along the way before finally facing off with the, the big boss, right? Right. And that's exactly what it reminded me of. So he goes and gets Miss Cara Dune, our drop trooper. Oh, she's so bae. Guys, I, I need to come out and let you know that if there's ever a woman that I would marry, it's her. She would protect me, but we could still fight together. And just, oh, guys, <laughs> she does something for me. <laughs> As Nancy clears away the vapors, we'll move on. She agrees to join. Gives you that classic heist I'm in moment. Son of a bitch, I'm in. And then you get to see Nick Nolte in a pig mask. He is back, and he's better than ever, folks. <laughs> Apparently his name is actually Quill. Yes. It was good to know that we, we could finally get his name, because I wanted to know, because he was a fine gentleman in our first excursion. And as things seem to be all hunky-dory talking to him, in walks in IG-11 with a serving tray. And the blasters come out. <laughs> no, no. I have reprogrammed him. I have spoken. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> this is the way the droid is now. <laughs> so, that happened. I do I do love how quick she, um, she was. Cause, so, like, Mando, like, pulled out his blaster and she was, like, right behind him. Like, the reflexes there were just so quick. So, there is something I want to talk about before we move on. Okay. So, he gets the message from Grief. We had talked about this for a little bit. About him having to hunch down. Yes. So and turn it off. So we are living in a world with light blasters and lightsabers, what have you. All this great technology. Interstellar ships. travel, light speed, ships the size of planets. Right. All of this stuff. And you're you mean to tell me that you can't push your button and then say, would you like to erase the last second of this message? Yes or no. I can take it one further. If Mando can control the carriage, the pram. From his wrist. Obviously, they have remote control technology, right? You mean his power glove, because that's basically what he has. Right. His power his glove. <laughs> but if he can, you know, open and close that and control things with it, why don't they have remote controls? How hard is it to have a remote, like a slide, like a slide changer? Would has anyone ever been button? to a TED Talk? Do they not have TED Talks in the Star Wars universe? I need to know. <laughs> like... And the reason I bring this up is because you see several holograms in this episode. 
and, and each one they hunch over and turn it off and it's not pushing a button they're physically turning a knob yeah, they're like okay we're good so we have knobs still in this technology in, in this world to control these things but when it could just be a button in your hand let's see here's the thing though knobs are still pretty reliable so like let's say like i break a knob right eventually i can just pull out some pliers and i can still work the knob but if a button is broken you're kind of fucked right again <laughs> why the remote comes in because if it breaks, guess what? You buy a fucking new remote. Yeah, so it's not like they don't have remote technology. It's obviously something that exists. So if they can create droids. Droids with, like, personalities and thought processes and all of that wonderful, glorious things. If nine-year-old Anakin Skywalker can pilot a fucking pod racer and win a race, Someone and can pilot figure a fucking out... Naboo ship with Someone... R2-D2, you can have a remote control. Someone can figure out how to make that last second of any transmission less awkward. Because, like, what if, like, you don't look good hunching down at that angle? Like, and then you just have to sit there and wait for them to push the button. And then, like, when what happens when you come across, like, the boomers of the Star Wars universe? Like, how do I turn this off? Like, oh, it's like they're on the, <laughs> did you get a hold of Johnny? No, I got the answering machine, but I was going to leave a voicemail until you started talking. <laughs> so, you know, and I'm sure those transmissions exist as well in hologram form. So, a remote control? Would just solve all of that. And you know, maybe an episode of Hologram Outtakes. That would be fun. Like a nice little bonus thing. Right. <laughs> anyway, so Quill agrees to join them. Like the good man that he is. As long as he could bring the blurg. Because he has spoken. And he has spoken. I'm so happy they brought that line back. It just like it's so satisfying to hear. And then they're on the ship. And Mando and Kara are arm wrestling. And the child force chokes her. Yep, she pulls a Vader. Or <laughs> it pulls a Vader. We don't really know. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's a child. It's a child. So the child is doing a Vader. And Mando freaks out. It's like, no, Kara's my friend. Kara's my friend. Like, and she's just like, she's not okay. <laughs> she's she's not having a good time. Like, she's faced the she's faced the Empire. Mm -hmm. She, you know, she's got battle scars, she's got tattoos. But she was legitimately freaked out. She was like, she was like, that's nope, not okay. I'm not okay. I did not <laughs> And earlier in the episode, when Mando went to go get her, she was like willingly getting the shit beat out of her. And she had that super like just cocky smile like, on I her got face. This. Like, this is fun. Like, she was having a fun and then you time. you see fear. And then you're just like, nope. <laughs> fear. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it was. So it was. And she, then everyone's like freaking out. And then like, all of a sudden, like, insults are getting thrown. People's egos are getting busted. Pork wheel. Yeah. Pork wheel. So we get a little bit more of his backstory. So one thing I want to talk about real quick, though. Okay. So he uses the Force. He does. And they don't know what it is, right? Mm-hmm. And it makes sense that they don't know what it is. Okay, why do you say that? So I've been thinking on that. In an era where the only known Jedi in existence for, at this point, 40-plus years was Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. And it's only myths of things he can do. It's very possible none of them have ever seen a Jedi. Right, because there was also, you know, the issue with the balance of the Force and how, you know, we had to bring balance back to it and the Jedi had to go into hiding in order to, you know, eventually rise up. That's why we had Daddy Yoda off on his own planet and Dagobah. Dagobah, thank you. I was spacing. I was hoping for a recovery. Didn't happen. 
Well, so also by this point, the only Jedi in the galaxy, five years post Empire, is Luke Skywalker. Right. Who then? Who promptly fucked off? Yeah, he for a went, long time. Drink some weird, like green blue milk. milk or blue milk. It's yes, blue milk. it is blue milk. Wait, you're the colorblind one. How did I get that wrong? Because <laughs> I pay attention to stuff. <laughs> I don't. I'm surprised I'm even here right now. <laughs> so. But I did like that we got some some of Quill's backstory because you know we we knew at the beginning it was you know he serves nobody he served his time basically he was just a crotchety old man who just wanted his yard and his blurgs and to be left the fuck alone. He wanted to shake his fist at the clouds. Old man yells at cloud. <laughs> so, but it was it was interesting to be like you know like I served like I knew what I know what you are I've seen you I was on the other side and it's like because I was a slave to that side. Indentured servant is what he preferred. This is true. You've got to be politically correct. I, I I do need to be PC. This is Disney and Star Wars we're talking about. I don't want to get internet canceled. So. Yeah, that's going to come later after we see Rise of Skywalker. Yes. So, <laughs> so, but, you know, so we get to see a little bit more of his backstory. And then it also, like, you know, we have one where he's like, okay, so three of your human lifetimes is what I had served. So don't you dare disrespect me, young man. Go in the corner, you're in timeout. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, they get to the planet. Grief's there with his detail. Mando's with his on the blurg. We need to have some introductions because everyone's rolling up with hashtag squad. You get some uh, tense moments as Grief picks up the child. Puts him back. Mando's, like, ready to, like... Ready to shoot? Yeah, like, don't you dare harm a hair on that wrinkled little head (laughs) (laughs) and then they come up with the plan yep so we're gonna use the child as bait and thank you carl weathers for absolutely narrating everything about everything you've done with every scene going forward yes much appreciated so we are going to use the child as bait and then you are going to kill him there's only four stormtroopers we should be good to go and then the most magical words have ever been uttered. What could possibly go wrong? wrong? Dun, dun, dun. Which means, you know, everything goes Everything goes to shit, guys. So <laughs> Let's be real. A couple days to camp, so, or to town, so they have to camp overnight in the camp and get attacked. By pterodactyls, basically. Um, thank you, they're called Minox. Okay, well, the Minox are fucking pterodactyls. Minox. <laughs> Minox. <laughs> I did that a little too well. <laughs> Glasses push it all, folks. Well, I mean, if you got them, flaunt them. <laughs> so they were attacked by pterodactyls, and one of the blurgs gets carried away. <laughs> no, just, put her down. It's good to know that she was a she, because I had no idea up until, yeah, that, point. until that point. Yeah, so I was like, thank you for telling me, because I, I really needed to know that information. So obviously, her didn't get put down. <laughs> and. <laughs> Like, she got carried off into the sky. And they're trying to carry other people off. And they shoot one of them and save the plurg. Yes. Thank you, Kara. Then, Grief gets injured. Oh. So this is how it ends. Okay, so let's talk about Carl Weathers acting in this scene for a second. Because I can't not. (laughs) So, guys. So this is how it ends. So, he's laying there. With like, oh, it's gonna eat me. Wait, hold- <laughs> I, I busted out laughing the first time I watched that, and I laughed even harder the second time I watched it. But like, 
so you just see you see him trying his best it's like this is like this is his money shot this is his, his ticket to broadway this is how he gets an oscar <laughs> like, and yeah, me maybe I'm, but definitely not an oscar for this <laughs> so well that's what he's thinking this is my oscar moment and he's just like this is how it ends like and don't be so dramatic and it's like everybody else is trying to compensate for his bad acting (laughs) in this scene so Kara's trying her best to like bandage it and then of course you got this puppet rolling up out of nowhere while Carl Weathers is like being Carl Weathers and like pretending to die it's like I was just waiting for him to go into a monologue like you know it all started when I was a boy (laughs) that's all we needed out of this and we would have fought it all started Back when I fought Sylvester Stallone for the boxing title. <laughs> and it just goes completely off the rails. Then I retired and played golf and taught Adam Sandler how to putt. <laughs> but you just gotta just tap it in. So Yoda, the baby Yoda, starts waddling up. And as 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 he puts his hands on him, Carl Weathers is like, oh no, he's, he's, trying, eat me. he's trying to eat me. And I, I had to, I laughed out loud, and I had to pause for a moment and just be like, "Excuse me, what?" Now, to be fair, he did mention like this right before the he attack was a that he was a carnivore. And like we have watched Baby Yoda inhale frogs. Frog. He doesn't chew them or swallow them. He just inhales them. So but no, he doesn't eat. He heal boys. Yes, he he was the he was the cleric <laughs> of this, and he cast cure wounds on. Mass cure wounds, get rid of the poison as well, too. Because, like, I know things now. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm kind of in this. So, mass cure wounds on Carl Weathers. Poison and his scratches have disappeared. And he is a changed man. He has seen the light of Jesus. In the form of this sweet baby Yoda. Sweet baby Yoda Jesus. May you bless this man today. And you see the force be used as a force of healing for the first time in Star Wars. Yes, that was interesting, too, because, like, up until this point, it's, like, okay, I can, obviously, like, I can force push and pull and, like, use it to, like, do extra acrobatic stuff. Of course, you've got the whole lightsaber training that goes as well. You've got Palpatine's electric. Right, the force lightning and such, but... The midichlorians. So, it's basically, he's controlling the midichlorians of Carl Weathers to fix what it is, because everyone has them, but Jedi have, like, twice the amount. Right. So... So, but the thing is, healing and such has been mentioned before in the eyes in, in with how Palpatine lured Anakin to the dark side. Right. He saved her from death. Mm-hmm. Here we see... Someone getting saved from death. With the Force. So it kind of connects back into Star Wars. Back right. into Star Wars lore, at least. Right. At least the lore that's been presented within... Like the canon, not the EU and everything else. Yeah, with the canon of this, it's presented back with it talking about from the beginning of Darth Plagueis, bringing people back from the dead. That's why Palpatine is back. Oh no. But is it though? I think so. Yeah, because we'll have to find out eventually. (laughs) It's almost like we're going to have to watch the fucking movie. We'll have to. (laughs) Stay tuned. After our spoiler ban. Yes, after our spoiler ban is lifted, we shall talk about it. It's only fair. We can't be hypocrites now. Yeah, no. We want to give you all time to watch it, and we're taking a break mid-Mandalorian to tell you that you need to get time to watch it, too. Because we do watch-alongs. That's That's been our shtick, guys, and it seems to be working. So. More episode. Start walking again, and Grief betrays his buddies, tells him what the original plan was, 
I was going to kill you, and then I was going to present the child. But after what had happened last night, I am a changed man. Thank you, Carl Weathers. So now it's... <laughs> they send Nick Nolte and the pig mask back to the ship with the baby. While Kara, Mando, and Grief go and meet the imps. The damn imp. And, spoiler alert, guys. The... A lot of people die. <laughs> A lot of people die. But Grief did not lie about how many stormtroopers there were. I mean... Because there were scout troopers. There were scout troopers, but there were also a bunch of stormtroopers in town. Mm-hmm. But when they got to where he was, there were only four originally. Yeah, so like he technically didn't lie. And a bunch more came out. Yes, and they they tried... So we kind of glossed over the fact that Mando like changed the plan. He's like, okay, you're going to bring me in <laughs> yep. instead of the baby being bait. And like, we're going to have... We're going to have the little pod come with us. And Quill, you're gonna take the baby back to the ship. Yep, go. So as they're sit, as they're now sitting at the booth where it all started, which I thought was a really nice mm-hmm. touch. It was the same booth, so they all sat down, and Mando's in his own handcuffs. And not for long. Not for long. And you get this weird, like I, the imp is so creepy that he did a really good job on making him with like the way he's like, I'm gonna touch you and talk with cadence that is most unsettling and with a verbiage that just doesn't quite match everyone else and asking why mandalore resisted and yep like i'm gonna push your buttons a little bit because you're gonna get fucked (laughs) except he gets a phone call saved by the bell literally from moth gideon I think yeah, that's how I'll say that. Yeah. Who's... Which would be the boots from three episodes ago. Yes. <clears throat> so, Death Troopers kill everybody in there. Hey guys, we got de- Death Mando, Troopers. Mando, Kara, Carl Weathers. <laughs> that's all he is. He is Carl Weathers. And then a bunch more Stormtroopers show up. Well, you get this tense moment of Mando calling over the radio as his apparently transmitting on an unsecured frequency. He didn't use NordVPN, which is not a sponsor of today's Let's Talk, but could maybe be in the future. What? No, thank you. No. They got hacked. They did get hacked. <laughs> but either way, they didn't use a VPN to make sure that their their uh, comma link was encrypted, so that way it couldn't be intercepted. You know, for a warrior race, you'd think the Mandalorians would have some kind of way to encrypt their comms. Well, like they probably warrior did. function would have. Well, they probably did once upon a moon. But, you know, they also had gone through a lot. But there was that lives in hiding. So, but all the more reason why they might not have the technology. It to would make, make more encrypt. sense to have the technology if they're in hiding. Okay, Thing of Tears. Homework. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it would be more logical for them to have an encrypted comma link or an unsecured server just based off of the technology? Debate it and get back to us. Sure. <laughs> I still think it would make more sense to have encryption if you're in hiding. Well, it would make more sense, but I just don't feel like they have the resources for it. Because, like, you have to think, they can smelt fucking steel. Well, that's a sacred part of their culture. And make jetpacks. Okay. They can encrypt comms. But guns are part of their religion. That was... (laughs) So is the secrecy of hiding the face. Okay, the face, but not necessarily, like, communication. Maybe they don't even communicate with Comlink because it's like he, you know, he didn't have one until... 
you know, I mean, we, we we got Nick Nolte in a pig mask giving him the comlink in the first place. It, so then why wouldn't Nick Nolte in a pig mask, this genius guy who can rebuild robots apparently and helped him redo his ship, not have the cryptic calm when he was a former empire. Da, da, da. The empire channel. There we go. See, we figured it out, guys. First ones, we're calling it. It's an empire channel. Makes perfect. See, yep. we talked it out. Yep. We see. Look, guys, we came to an understanding, and we're both satisfied with our conversation today. This is called proper discourse, and there's no underlying meaning to anything else I'm saying right now. <laughs> back to back to the Mandalorian. Shots fired. Meow meow meow. <laughs> But, and a bunch of people died. And a bunch of people died. <laughs> so, okay. But <laughs> we 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 need to talk about how Nick Nolte in a pig mask died. Yeah, he got shot by scout troopers. I know. Bum, bum, bum. And, and that's how they leave it. Got, it. Well, and baby got snatched. Yep. Someone someone did not yeet a baby. They done scooped a baby. Baby scoop. They did scoop. a scoop. Scoop-a-dee-whoop-a-dee-poop. <laughs> Oh wait, I might get copyright struck. Sorry guys. So so yeah, so Baby Yoda gets kidnapped. And I like that you had a true Xenos moment while we were watching it and you're like, I have a bad feeling about As soon as he gave the the child the Nick Nolte and the pig mask, I just said it. I was like, I have a bad feeling about this. So and the bad feeling happened, and that's the end of the episode. That's where yeah. they leave us. And guys when I tell you, like, I screamed, what the fuck, at my TV, I'm not lying. Because I was upset. <laughs> I kind of saw a cliffhanger ending coming I mean, with the buildup and knowing it was a... Well, I knew a cliffhanger was going to happen. I just wasn't ready for him to die. Like, I thought it was going to happen in the next episode. Not how they were going to end it. And leave me with these emotions for a couple of days until the next one comes. Because we have the movie that we're supposed to focus on. So, I think it's appropriate that the only thing that can kill Nick Nolte isn't cocaine, drugs, meth, lifestyle, or anything like that. Nope, it's an Imperial Scout Trooper. Only while he's wearing a pig mask. Yep, the pig mask opens up his vulnerability to two Scout Troopers. I mean, it's Mando's own fault. He trusted Nick Nolte. You never trust Nick Nolte. Not even in a pig mask. I thought you said that's the only way we can trust Nick Nolte, though. Yeah, well, he died, so apparently not. Yes, he did fail his mission. <laughs> Like, if you see, my trust was betrayed. He died. Kids still got scooped. Yep. You don't trust Nick Nolte even in a pig mask. And on that note, on Until to the episode next one. Eight. <laughs> hey, Nancy, did you know that you can reach out to us anytime on our Facebook page? Wait, you mean like anytime? Like, even at like three in the morning when I'm eating an entire pint of ice cream? They can reach out. Doesn't mean we're going to answer at an odd hour like that, but we do our best to get back to everybody. And for those of y'all wondering, if you just search us up, it's facebook.com slash pod thing. Be able to go ahead and give us a like over there and get notified when we get new episodes up and running or why there's delays. Also, you can always subscribe at anchor.fm forward slash a thing pod. And from there, you can get subscribed on your favorite social media platform out there for podcasts. And episode three of Carnival Row, we finally got some answers to some questions that we had last week. Actually, all of the answers to every question we've had so far has pretty much come up except for Cthulhu Monster. Well, <laughs> we, can't, we can't get them all. They have just, to give us another reason. Yeah, this isn't Pokemon. We don't get it all. We don't, can't catch it all yet. 
So yeah, this one was flashback the episode. Made it to episode three. And honestly, so Corey and I actually have some differing opinions on this. But I think the placement of this episode was really good. In terms of the story. I mean, I understand it. I just, I don't know. I, I like the episode a lot. It just feels like I kind of wanted it sooner. But I understand it. See, and I didn't want it any sooner because, like, the first episode, we got, like, our premise. Second episode, we got context and questions. And then we got satisfaction in the third one. So it was like, okay, here's to see if you like it. Now this is what's really going on. And now let's fill you in on the backstory. Right. So, like I said, I understand. Good format. I, I don't think I would have done it any other way. Well, anyway, so this one takes us back to... The Tyranny's Highlands. In Philo's time in the Burgess Army. And it opened up with the song, which was nice. Yeah. So we got to we got to hear them, you know, singing that they're soldiers of the Berg. <laughs> <laughs> I what ends up happening is they end up in a village. And it happens to be the village that Vignette lives in. And Philo's off checking for I guess any signs of infiltration by the enemy. And stumbles upon a library. <laughs> a place with all them fancy book learnings and things. And enough to the neck. <laughs> yep. I will say his torch looked badass too. Like that horn that it was in. Yes. Like, I, I want a torch like that. Because that's fucking cool. <laughs> and understanding now some context of the relationship, it begins and ends with a knife to the throat. Beautiful poetry, honestly. Yeah. Because I love, I just love how much of a badass she is because it's like we we still see like her badassness in these first two episodes like she, you know she's obviously a survivor she's been through a lot and she can take shit yeah but like here is where it's just like she's unabashedly like i will fuck you up and i'm like yes girl right and, <laughs> yeah she ends up with a, he ends up with a knife to the throat from her and you know he like leaves the library gets she she gets told by mima rosa like i guess the fae leader of this of this area mm -hmm. You know, keep a close eye on him, and she's just sitting there, obviously stalking him. Yep, just looking at him the entire time. It's like, he I'm keeping my eye on you. Makes it to, He uses that to his advantage to repair a cable. Yep. Smart man. And gives her a book. Which I thought was sweet. It's like, I want to make friends here, and it's like, obviously, like, she's a very pretty girl, so it's like, you work in a library? Here's a book I've read. And, like, I, the, you could tell he's read that book a thousand times yeah, with how... Just disheveled and wrinkled and like curl it's like he curls it up and puts it in his pocket like that the book is love paperback i still like my hardcover books though but that's just for i like a collection the i like that but for everyday reading i'd rather paperback fair enough a lot of like the the books that i've read multiple times have been paperback just they're easier. just easier to read they're easier to read like hardcovers you can't you know, like a paperback I don't feel bad about kind of bending the pages to be comfortable. If the spine starts breaking, I don't feel bad. No, and honestly, it feels better in a paperback because once you start breaking in a hard, like a hardcover book, then it's like it's it falls apart and then like it doesn't sit right anymore. Like so, it's more it needs to maintain its structure because that's yeah. what it's built for. It's yeah. built for structure, not for function. Exactly, it's built for <laughs> collection's sake, not everyday use sake. Yes. Like a first read is. Fine. One or two reads on a hardcover, that's fine. But anything over that, you start breaking it in too much. Yeah, and, and my Harry Potter books are a perfect testament to that because I've read each of those books at least 14 times each. 
Like and they're falling and, apart. Oh, they're all jacked up. Yeah, so why well, I would rather some paperbacks at times. Yeah, but if I had like a never-ending library like they do, where it's like, how high up does it go? I don't know how many books are in here. No I clue. <laughs> like, been, it's the largest library ever. So if I had something like that, yeah, they'd all be hard books at that point. Well, yeah, you have always something to read even if it fell apart. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Anyway, he leaves the library, keeps a secret, uses her to do that, gets her name, gives her the book. Mm -hmm. Then the werewolves attack. Dun, dun, dun. So the self-induced werewolves. Yes, that was that was going to be the point that I brought up that they they shot up some moon juice, basically. Yeah. And, yeah, basically they got some hell with the moon juice. Yep. And as they're they're stripped down porky, naked. Porky. <laughs> and then they want, yeah, then they went all grizzly porky porky on people. Yeah, and did anyone get bit? Nope. Not anyone that's still alive. Well, but we know that's not true. Dun dun Because uh... we've been introduced to Darius previously in As the second was... episode, which one of the big questions was who is he and why is he in jail? Yeah. And, and now we know why. We got our answer. Hooray. I like the, I'd say instant gratification. Like if you were binging it, it's a pretty, pretty instant gratification on who he is and what it is. Or if you're like us and we're actually kind of watching it week by week. <laughs> yeah. I, something about watching something in a weekly format just is more appealing to me at times. And I guess that's because things get busy. So yep. it's just easy to watch it one week at a time. Yeah. Especially at like, you know, almost an hour a pop for per episode. So. Yeah, and it also keeps it more fresh in your mind. Yeah. I think. Well, I'm able to make better connections when I binge, though. So as, as I'm binging it, it's like, I just watched that. So it's like, oh, so that connects to this. So that is perks for me. And it always goes back to how I watch content right. in terms of, like, being super, like, analytical and, like, pulling, like, okay, these are the references. Like, this is the literature. Like, you know, that, all that super nerdy dumb stuff that I do yeah so that's why I like binging because I'm able it's almost like you know like binge reading a book you know mm -hmm. I would read books in like one sitting and be able to digest it and then I would then tie it to that so I kind of do tv shows the same way but this one has been good to watch week by week it has but I did I did skip ahead to the next one. <laughs> yeah well, I haven't so stay tuned next week yes I won't I won't spoil anything because I'm not that asshole but I did watch ahead just because I really liked I, since I like this episode so much and I had some extra time, I'm like, yeah, let me just let me peek ahead because I can. So I do like that during this, you see Vignette jump into action and save Philo. Yeah. Which is sweet. It, it was, you know, like he had extended the gesture. She loved the book, like, or, you know. She was happy with the gesture. She's like, oh, yeah. shit, he's going to die. I don't want him to die. And, like, you still have to keep an eye on him. Like, I don't think, you know, Mimorosa would have appreciated him dying. To a werewolf, no. To a werewolf. It's like, he's kind of useful. And I think even, like, she recognizes that, too. Mm -hmm. So, and I'll say a little bit more on why, once we get there, while we're talking about it. Okay. But not yet. Okay. So, essentially, they become lovers. It's so sweet. And when they're asked for blood, Philo runs. Meets her in a cave, where with a knife to the throat, they have passionate, <laughs> passionate stuff. Well, the knife to the throat was there, and then it got taken down. Yeah, I just think it's funny how their encounters always begin now with a knife to the throat. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I mean, if you take someone by surprise, like, yeah, knife to the throat. Right, because he had a gun. I'll give him him honesty. Yeah, he had a gun, she had a knife, and for bringing a knife to a gunfight, she she did good. Yeah. (laughs) So, this episode gives you a lot. It does. In that amount of time. Yeah, because a lot's happened, a lot still has to happen. So, (laughs) yeah, so, you know, an undisclosed amount of time passes. The yeah. full moon comes. And Darius turns into a werewolf. And Philo follows him. Yep, because he's just like, it's like, oh, I gotta go. And then, like, runs out of the village. And Philo's gonna creep on him. It's like, oh, what's he doing? And then, of course, he strips down to his skivvies. He's like, okay, I'm ready. You can take me now, moon. And then he, like, vomits up some, like, bile. And then... Comes a wolf. Comes a wolf. Werewolf. And then morning comes. And he's laying there next to a dead elk. I like the shot where it's just like he wakes up and it's just like dead elk in the face and he's like, oh, oh. oh. And he's kind of looking around and Philo's just standing there with the jacket. Mm-hmm. And they have a nice moment. Yeah, a moment between bros. Where you find out that Darius plans on just turning himself in when they return. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, they both have secrets. Yeah. He called him out. It's like, I can smell it on you. The wolf can smell it. Mm-hmm. You've, you've been getting it on with that. Oh, pixie girl, haven't you? But we kind of find out why he smells it on him. It's not maybe so much that. It's the fact that Philo is half fae. Yep. And that was the the big reveal that, like, Corey and I even called when we watched the first episode. Yeah. And then we thought we were wrong for a while. But we were proven right. Yes. Yeah. Good for us. He is half fae. So, which would also explain why he ran for not getting his blood taken. He was told to avoid doctors. Yeah. And, okay, so I'm not going to lie. When we find out that he is, you know, a half-blood, and, you know, it's like they're fighting, you know, because she's all insecure. She's like, do you even love me? And then it's like, because you feel like coming home. And that is the sweetest thing I think I've ever heard come out of Johnny Depp's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so but it was super sweet and that was like one of like the i was like and then like i'm like damn it they got me on the love story again no i'm here for the lore (laughs) so the pact starts closing in and you get introduced to the past version of tourmaline who expresses basically her love for Vignette, who kind of says that she loves her a different way. Yeah, that's sweet. And, like, I know they had, like, you know, paid attention. You're, like, nodded to the fact that they had relations beforehand, Mm -hmm. like, in in the first episode. And... (laughs) You see more of it brought up now. Right. And she also doesn't have blue hair right now. She she looks good as, like, that, like, reddish-brown hair that she has. Mm -hmm. Like, it looks really good on her. Um, and you differentiate her from present Tormelie. Yeah, because she's got that bright blue anime That's why he hair. doesn't have facial hair. And her hair is longer. It's past. <laughs> Thank you. But I'm just saying, like, brown to blue is different than shaving, okay? Like, blue I, takes time. I, like, <laughs> I mean... Yeah, you've got beard, you know time. Yeah. Anyway, so... They'll <sighs> always be best friends forever. But... She got put back in the friend zone. Yeah. And then she finds out about the relationship with Philo. And then as she's leaving, she basically is the one who told Philo to run, leave. 
but she will die for you otherwise. Yeah. Because she's that kind of person. Yeah. And like, it's interesting. Her past lover and her current lover, and you know, she only just like got put back in the friend zone. But it's like, if anything happens to her, it gets your fault. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking kill you. And then they leave. (laughs) Yep, they fly off, and the pact continues to enclose. Yeah, and you get to eventually the pact gets to the town and starts blowing shit up, blowing shit up with airships and chain guns. Yeah, I like the uh, the crank machine gun that yeah, they the have. Yeah, the mini guns. Yeah. Yeah, those mini guns are cool because you just crank it and it just. <laughs> but so. you had that, and they're shooting the fairies out of the sky who are trying to firebomb them. And yet, runs the seal off the library, and Philo, her and Philo have a moment where they agree to meet at the Stone Court. Yep. And she gives him her maiden's brain. Yeah, super sweet. Because you like, find out what her braids mean in this one, which is nice. Yeah, and like they're just he's one like, I want to know. She was born. One was like I can't remember what it was. It was like the year you were born. Um, what, surname. Yeah, the her surname. surname, and then the other one, one she gives her heart to the maiden gives her heart to. Yep, which is a nice, beautiful red one. Hers was really pretty. And she gave it to him. And then he promptly goes and asks Mimarosa to help him lie to her. Mm-hmm. And I'm on Okay, and here's where I can tell that Mimarosa would have been upset if uh, Vignette would have let Philo die. Because she did lie for him. Yes. Like, th- so that was, like, the cement for me. It's like, no, she knows that this man is... Like, she knows something with him. Like, something is yeah. up. And, like, she trusts him. Yep. Because I'm sure she also probably knew about him and Vignette, you know, doing the dirty thing. Like, Everybody kind of knew. Yeah. It's like, but they're like, eh, they're cute. It gives us some drama to talk about, like, you know, nice little village talk. So there was a occupied. scene in particular where his commander kind of called him out for it. Yep. So. Yeah, so it wasn't like, it was a secret, but it wasn't a secret. No one just talked about it outright, but everyone. So, so. flash forward to their present timeline. And Philo is just standing in the rain, staring at a window. With his little bowler hat. <laughs> and Tourmaline's up there and tells Vignette who it is, and Vignette goes down to talk. Yeah. And he tells her why he lied. Yeah. And, and she basically says, fuck you, I don't care. <laughs> and then he gives her back. Yeah. And that just means he kept it this whole time. Yep. <laughs> oh my god, my heart. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, he still loved her, but like he had to, had to protect her, and it was it was a hard thing for him to do. And like you, you see, you see actual like emotion and regret and like heartbreak in it, which was, which was nice. Yeah. And then he went on a date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but. All in all, it was a really good episode. Yeah. They're, and, they're doing a really good job telling this story. Yeah, so questions that got answered are what happened between Philo and Vignette. We found out their past. Yep. We found out why Darius was in jail. And we found out the secret Philo's keeping that he won't talk about with the scars when people keep asking him about it and why he keeps saying no doctors. Yeah. We found out why. Yeah, which was... It was like... Such a crazy, I'm like, I fucking knew it. 
kind of moment. <laughs> yeah, it was this head. This is obvious, but they did it well. Yeah, they showed it off really well. And, you know, him talking about, like, the orphanage, basically. Yeah, that it must have been happened to him at a young age because he doesn't remember them being taken. Mm -hmm. But, like, and that also, so there was a phantom limb reference, like, earlier in the episode, in too. That, yeah. With so a soldier that lost his that. leg. And then he's like, is it weird that I could feel it? And he's like, no, that's not weird at all. It's because he can have phantom feeling of I just like ways. how he goes, no, I'm not. I like how the guy goes, is it weird that I can still feel it? He goes, yeah, just don't try uh, leaning on it. Yeah, just don't try walking on it. <laughs> and, like, he kind of laughed at it. And he was like, okay. And he flies off. Yep. But you don't know the guy's fay at the moment because the way they were doing the shots. Yeah. And then you see him fly off with one leg. And you're like, oh, ha, that's funny. Yeah, that's not going to stop you. Yeah, <laughs> can you just fly. Fuck. He could, he could hover everywhere if he wanted to. Like, he could just be like a little hummingbird and just, like, right. dance around things. Thwack people with his crutches. Does he even really need crutches at that point? I mean, to walk. Yeah. Gotta go in buildings at some point. Oh, yeah. You don't want all that turbulence. <laughs> you might hit your wings on a fan. Ow. So, fun fact. We're, we're gonna get a fun Nancy fact. So, my first job, I was a fairy. Sorry. At... <laughs> It was a, uh, it was a called Magic Quest, um, which is kind of like Harry Potter world, mm -hmm. but not. Okay. But like you had wands and stuff, and like I had to dress up, and it was a good job. I made ten dollars an hour for my first job, not bad. Um, but I had wings because I was a fairy. So what I would do is is when I was working inside and helping the kids with their quests and all that other stuff, if one of them was being a little shit, I'd just turn really quick and just smack them in the face with my wing. <laughs> And I would do it on purpose, but then I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm still growing into them. And, like, the parents would laugh, and then it's like, can I help you with anything? And he's like, no. <laughs> he's, like, rubbing his face. <laughs> it was the best gig I had. Uh, nice. Yeah. So that's a fun Nancy fact. Nancy used to have wings, and then mine got chopped off, too. I can still feel them. She's <laughs> got that phantom limb, guys. But I think that puts a wrap on episode three. Yeah, I think so. I think it was a pretty good episode, and we'll see what happens next. Um, I mean, I'm excited. <laughs> Until next time, Thingateers.